Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. Mikey Dread. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. You're listening to Let's Drone Out. Welcome back, everybody. And you're joined by Andrew slash Frank. Hello. Uh, Belric slash Stephen. Hello. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. The Chris Mother G. Hi. And my darling wife back once again. Bonjour. I have to, I have to, I have to call up and request, and like, you know, check check with her secretary whether she's free and available tonight. What are you drinking tonight, darling? Tonight I'm drinking Abstract Lens from North Brewing Co. It's a oh. double IPA, very nice strength, really nice beer from um, Tesco. Thank you. And I'm your bell end of the show, Jack. Hello, welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. Hello. Hello. I should give a shout out to my local brewery, Beaver Town, as well. I've got their uh, Bloody L Blood Orange IPA. Oh, I like Beaver Town stuff. That's got they've got some nice stuff there. Actually, they're just down in. the road. You can in, in the summer you can in, cycle yeah, down they're, from they're my house. They're coming in on tap on in some pubs now. Is there some yeah, sort of well rule that all IPAs either have to sound like porn movies or David Lynch films? Let's be honest. I don't really it, understand. It makes the sale, doesn't it? Seems it to. Does, right? well, well, it's cider names. I think that's pot. what they're following. The only way you could tell ciders apart when they turned was like, they just all have crass names. So clearly works. Brewed in right. someone's bathtub. Funny name. We've got we've got a different sort of show this week because we know for a fact that at least two of the people on this week have flown since the last show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Because at uh, on the weekend uh, on Saturday, uh, at least me and Curry went up and we watched Chris and Tony fly at Popham, which is uh, nice to be to be out at a, a small event again and like. Seeing some slightly crazy, slightly new, slightly odd things going on. It's nice to, to go, go out and see it. Yeah, so for people that don't know, Popham Airfield is a, uh, a manned, you know, it's a proper manned airfield with like micro lights and gyrocopters and the odd yak flying in and out. Um, it's, got, it's a real airfield. It's a real <laughs> airfield, exactly. Proper grown up one. Yeah, <laughs> it's real, but it is small. But you can still get lost if you follow Frank's directions too literally. Then you end up on the building site behind some aircraft hangars, wondering where you are. Yeah. But Tony got his X glass in the air. Then you are, you are fighting some uh, some issues with that last time. Uh, the, issues, the issues. <laughs> One come, or two issues this time. The issues come back. <laughs> 
<laughs> Save the shoes, come back. Yeah, get on to that. But yeah, I mean, Curry saying about the building site. I mean, that building site, if you've been to Poppin' before and seen some drone racing uh, or some drone flying, whether that's for the the Queen's Cup back in 20... 2016. 16, there you go. Says the winner of the B final, I believe. What yes. is the Queen fly? Well, that was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or if you've been to one of the mini air shows over the past few years, uh, you you will know about the, the netted area that was the... The drone zone. Um, you know, when we turned up on Saturday, that wasn't the drone zone anymore. That was the building site. <laughs> it was hangers, wasn't it? Mm. It's a shame because everyone missed that net so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sad not to be spending ten minutes of every round fishing quads and things out of out of that netting, aren't you? <laughs> Off a huge wobbly ladder. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> now we've got a much better flying site now. Yeah. Because it it's it's now on the, the field sort of where we had the, the fixed wing stuff for the mini air show side of things. It's the model the model aircraft field, which is like a for the manned aviation guys, it's like a permanent no fly zone, isn't it? It's like you yeah. can't overfly this. This is always of to be avoided. Don't go over here. So it's like I think Mike at Popham was saying it's like it's probably the safest place to fly a drone that you'll find because it's you know full of manned aviation around it, specifically avoiding this area. So it's yes, like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good for that kind of side of things. But that field, I mean, it felt like we were using it all for mini air show. It turns out we were using none of it. it turns out it's really big because <laughs> um, the at the event on Saturday. We were using kind of the far section of it, probably like a third of it, half of it. And that yeah. was more than enough, it seems, for the X-Class and the Wings to have a, a decent-sized course. It wasn't a, a big course for them. It would be a big course for a 5-inch course, but for the Wings and the X-Class, seemed, as a spectator at least, to be reasonable. Looking at the cams yeah. on the Wings, they all seem to be just turning all the time so i'm guessing it was mm. fairly tight yeah, yeah it wasn't too bad i don't think <laughs> I, I well, you, you wouldn't say it was too bad would you, would you? Was, i was uh, just saying it's okay but i looked at chris's dvr and it's like it helps if you put your head around like this and then yeah. you're seeing <laughs> something other than a full bank all the way around all the time filming in portrait mode that was all what does anyone fly differently than that normally then <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was normal <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh it was the reason there was the event on um which i think cerberus and clive of bv have mentioned either on the show or in the chat was it was the x class world trials right world time trials mm -hmm. so all the chapters of x class around the world on that weekend, we're setting out this exact course with the flags and the gates and things all the same to to the, the millimeter, uh, as as Martin found out when he was it laying it out. It literally was millimeters involved. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Martin spent, this is Martin Rye from Fossil Stuff, spent Friday setting it all up and having set it up, had to take certain sort of diagonal measurements and pass them back to the head X-class 
uh, people um, who were checking that you know everything was all on the up and up, and uh, and they they said no, it's this is three hundred millimeters out or something, <laughs> you know. So I had to, yeah, had to adjust it all to to get it all just right. Um, so it was all in compliance, and so all the tracks around the world all matching this one. <laughs> And everyone adjusted their temperature and humidity levels as well and wind conditions. <laughs> Apart from Canada, I think Canada got um, weathered off. I don't know what weather mm. they had, but it wasn't all of it. At, all the weather. It was all the weather all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was only Canada who, who didn't put in, didn't put, you know, didn't turn up and do their. But all across the world everyone else did so it was good i mean i drove up through rain and i was like oh my god this is horrendous um did you get around the course okay yeah it was it was good when we got there and got going and it dried out and the sun come out it was actually quite warm we were all in t-shirts uh, yeah by, by about 10 30 11 so it got it, it cheered up miraculously sunny. didn't it yeah, it, was it was really nice, nice. So, so tell us about your X class then. It's, it's this the kind of passion project you've been working with for ages, and it seems to want to misbehave all the time. What what went wrong this time? Well, it's to be fair, it's three. It's a three year old um, design. It was one of Martin's first sort of designs, so it's not the current model. Plus, Mark, Martin's working on another one as well at the moment, um, which if you've seen Curry Kittens video, oh, yeah. you've had a look. You've had a look at it. Um, uh, yeah, for those so, that hasn't, this is like a stretched X class, if you will. It, it is a stretched X, yeah. Um, that's our next next uh, look into the X class stuff. I mean, everyone, so you think it's a frame problem that's just had a couple too many knocks? Mine definitely, because it's three years old. It's been well, it's landed roughly. I wouldn't say crash. I don't want to say crash. Landed roughly a few times. <laughs> no, it has crashed. It's crashed a lot. And then um, last weekend I had a big carbon fire on it. So it's mm. very, very weak now. So the whole thing needs changing. But it's three years old anyway. I mean, it, you know, it needed doing. So You've taken I'm it out it. and done a lot of demos at um, various events, haven't you? Yeah, it's been demoed across the country for the last three years and mm-hmm. um so it's, been, it's 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 done well so it's done it's done all right it's just um it's just uh gave up the ghost on the weekend mind you um it was very nice to have um greg from menace rc there helping me take it apart and put it back together and he was very helpful so thanks greg for that <laughs> um but then uh, i think we electrified the whole carbon <laughs> <laughs> something happened something bad <laughs> dramatic there was yeah. there was a lot of smoke we, we of assumed because Tony just knelt down and plugged it in there was a big puff of smoke and everyone was like oh no that's that dead and about five minutes later she up flew. and flying again <laughs> for, for about three laps and then she caught fire the carbon <laughs> caught fire the XD90 <laughs> melted <laughs> that melted, which was a first, uh, and the earth, or I think it was the earth cable, melted, come out, and then welded itself to the um, to the carbon plate, and that's when it Bloody fell out hell. of the sky. That sounds yeah. terrifying all round. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's really quite hard to set fire to carbon, isn't it? Did not, well. No, not if you have... Uh, I remember doing it at school. If you I directly... used to get the power supplies and put them through bits of pencil lead. That's just graphite. It goes up white hot. No, it was... Uh, all good fun. It was all right. But, yeah, I got some laps in anyway. You know, it wasn't all... How, how did you do in terms of your lap times compared to everybody else? Because I heard you talking about, like, the Australians were doing well, but they've got 14S. It was, it was the S race. Not How very well, really. They, they would do it, I think, what did I do? Six laps, two minutes. And they were doing five laps, 50 seconds, I think, or something ridiculous. Bloody hell. Just so quick. fast. Um, but I've just found out that the winner overall was flying the right-sized frame, but he was flying uh, five-inch gear on it. We flew a five-inch prop, but on a big frame. He flew a five-inch prop on an X-Class? Well, is this the one where you put the two motors down each arm? I think that's what they've done. I haven't seen it or heard it, but I've watched the video footage, and he was doing 7.5 seconds a lap. Does that let you turn quicker, then? Because you've got less inertia in the prop. Well, this is the thing. I'm, I think there's going to be some changes in X class. Is is that yeah. legal, or he, could From he just that. not afford the motors and fall uh, off a couple he, of flights? Probably expensive as well, aren't it they? It was about it's like, about size. It was it's about size. So you can literally just have the right size, but do you want? But because I mean, the requirement is that it's got to be a frame that's. 800 to 1200 millimeters motor to yeah. motor, right? That's that is the that definition is of X class, hmm. but but that's it. Me, There's nothing about the motors, how many motors, the prop size, no. or anything like that. That's all no, open. but I think it, I think oh. it will change now because most of us are swinging 13 inch props, and you know, it takes a few seconds to get them spinning. And you know, yeah. a five inch would take milliseconds to get so when you go through a gate and you want to yaw viciously to one side it's taken a while for the motor to slow that down it does it takes a while to get going and unless you're the other thing is it would be really (laughs) boring to watch with five inch props because you won't have the super noise of the well you've still got a massive frame haven't you at least you can see it i suppose you can see it i I presume you can see it i mean i did see it on on the replay i've seen what I've seen of it, but I'm sure the uh, X-Class guys, most of them are going to want yeah. changes after what happened. Well, I remember seeing a couple of years ago, looking at X-Class, that people felt, that's why they created the Beast Class, because the electronics on the X-Class frame weren't really as large as the frame could cope with. They were actually something that would work on a much smaller frame, and so people started doing this Beast Class, like a compressed frame with the same electronics. So it, it sounds like that those really high-end electronics haven't really advanced a, a ton. You're stuck with 13-inch props, but the frame can handle much I larger don't know. props. I think, um, yeah, I reckon it would be nicer to have larger props. To be honest, I mean, it will slow it down a bit and stuff, and change things. Sound cool, but, though. Um, yeah, really I mean, the 13-inch props still look quite small on on my X class, so it would be cool right to swing to You're on Beta Flight 3.5. On yeah, old, old, old firmware works works best. Well, Why do you think me, that is? For me, it does. I don't. I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. It just. Curry it just was saying that that seems to be a trend. It's not just Tony, but lots of people are running it. 
because it's a bit of a Martin said tune. there were a few guys running 4.2, but it seemed everything's like that's the thing is with beta flight, you put it on a five inch cord, it's just going to fly as soon as you get out of that zone, especially very big or very small. It, it starts getting more difficult, especially on very. You've difficult. got to not just tune, but tune really dramatically. Yeah. yeah. Who's got time for that? I just no. want to. I just want to <laughs> plug in and go. More worried about shorting on your frame and things than tuning. Yes. We've got we've got frames to set alight here. We haven't got time to tune. <laughs> well, what I would say is how well um, the X class worked with with the wings. I think it, it mm. they they went to work together really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was... they just seemed to work, especially it was like a first ever go mm. um, wing racing and having the X class at the same time. It was really, it was now, really good. I've got a, I've got a little time lapse video as well of showing how it all kind of worked together. It's on an absolute potato, but I'll, I'll play it anyway because I've, I've got It'll some work. audio on it, so you can actually hear what some of these races were sounding like. So there's three rounds of, of wing racing with the inflatable gate up um, and the uh, then the inflatable gate would come down because <laughs> it didn't really quite fit for X-Class racing. Um, and then there was a, a round of X-Class racing and then the, another three heats of the, the wing racing. And that was kind of the cycle that it went in um, over the day. And it was, it, was, it was quite fun to watch. Me and Curry were there for... for most of the racing there, I, I hung around and Curry had to run away and carry. But was no, there concern the X class would just shred the gate, the inflatable one? Martin did manage to take out one of the proper gates, I think, by smacking into it. But yeah, I think he would have nice. completely killed the inflatable one. I think that one of the most exciting things about watching wing racing, aside from the fact that you can see what's happening, unlike five inches, is the danger. There, there's a bit of a net to protect the pilots for some reason, but everywhere else is like un, uncovered. So you could you could feel like you could get hit by a plane, which is fun. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just a plane. That's why we position ourselves by the uh, the inflatable gate because we knew it's like if there's going to be crashes, they're all going to crash here, aren't they? And and sure enough, they did. And we had some people sort of coming over our heads occasionally where people got slightly off centre and stuff. But it was all uh, it all felt very safe, but kind of. Um, Semi-dangerous, I'd, I'd say, because at the end of the day, it's just wings. Just foam on the front and prop on the back. Bit just of foam, foam. not going to hurt many people much. Yeah. No. Bit, maybe, <laughs> when the battery flies out and kills somebody. But aside <laughs> from that, all good. I find that the only time you hurt anyone with a wing is when they're chucking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, Magical Pencil. Sorry, that- Tony. The the launching was a bit of a challenge on the day, wasn't it? It seemed seemed to be. Well, I stood in for someone. I stood in for someone on my launch, so I was busy doing something. They were calling over the, you know, over the uh, mic. Someone needs to come on spot. So I was like, oh, I'll spot, I'll spot. Didn't think I'd have to bloody launch the plane, did I? Yeah, I'll spot. I'll stand here and count your laps. Or Can't you just? And, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a quad noob. Can't you just slingshot them or something? Just isn't there a better way than relying on someone to sort of hurl it and then run away? You, you can it's have a setup, catapult, though, but yeah, it would have probably been better for the guy who I threw into the ground <laughs> two times <laughs> to have a catapult. To be fair, 
<laughs> yeah, by, by the time Tony had finished with it, there there was significantly less it was planes. bits flying off every time. Yeah, I didn't threw it. after you launched it the first time? <laughs> I saw you just everywhere. like we don't need that bit. Wasn't that his winglet or something? You just yeah, like we don't need that. Off, and just throw it again. Just slowing you down, mate. Like, slowing you down. Let's, 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 let's get some weight off this. I, I was surprised that no one's wings actually went into each other when because they were all launched at the same time. There was no staggered launching. No. Um, but it all seemed to work very well, I thought. So, was, yeah. yeah. There's definitely a couple of seconds when it looks like uncontrolled chaos with wing launches. You're like, it's technically in the air, but does he know where it's going or have any yeah. real control? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when the one that Tony had finished, when the one that Tony had finished with was successfully launched, it did... It did everyone ducked for quite a bit after that? It was <laughs> it was going a, a bit haywire. Local <laughs> mint, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the launching process. I, I was yeah w- confused about how that was going to work, but it seemed like it was a good process in the end. So <clears throat> the spotters launched it, and then you had quite a quite a fun little game mechanic of of the starting the race didn't you i think it was like 10 seconds of loitering wasn't it and then you'd get beeps and then rush to yeah. the gate that there was a lot of strategy involved in that i was sort of finding out throughout mm. the day because you, mm. you could either take the strategy of loitering as close and as tight a circles to the start gate as you could so then you'd be the first one through it or else you'd loiter f- higher up further away um you know higher throttle uh, and then when the beats went off, you could really dive down into it and get a lot of momentum as you started through the gate. So it's, it's quite an interesting, um, yeah, start. Uh, what did you end up doing then? What was the, the winning stratagem in the end? Somewhere in between. Like you, you need a bit of altitude um, and you want to be sort of midway from the gate. So round about the end of the course, but not all the way down the field. Um, yeah, so just so then you can dive into it at full throttle, I found, worked really well. Nice. Um, they might get to a point where everyone's just doing that and diving for it right at the same time. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how many wings can fit through one gate, but it seemed to work <laughs> on the day. <laughs> so they give you like a countdown so you can prepare for it and position yourself, get ready to bomb down there? Yeah, yeah. there was beepers. There was like a five, was it five beeps? For you five beeps, yeah. Because you didn't quite know when those five beeps were going to start, and you, you right. could be quite far away from the gate at the time. So that's what I'm them. wondering. Do they give you like a thirty second call, or it's just beep, 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 go? Yeah, yeah it's it's five beeps and then a, a higher beep, and that's when you can go through the gate. Yeah, there was definitely sort of a mix of you know the people hanging around the gate to begin with. And the people are like, oh no, I've I've got there too early. I'm gonna have to go around again and wait for the rest of the beep to finish. Yeah. Um, but you you seem to be pretty spot on timing that one quite well. Yeah, to start with, it, there was one round where the the beep went off when I was still miles away from it, and I was just diving full throttle towards <laughs> it. <laughs> I still somehow managed to get eleven laps in, so that wasn't too bad. <laughs> Um, Did you still uh, use the single lipo for the entire day, Chris? Because you said you weren't dropping below sort of 16 volts at the end of a race. Yeah. You just topped it yeah. back up again every time. Yeah, it wasn't even a lipo. It was an 18650 pack that I'd <laughs> Yeah. So what, what kind <laughs> yeah. of battery? Because quad pilots all time it so that they've got just enough battery to get round and then it's pretty much 
almost killing the Liper at the end. What, what kind of cell did you use? Uh, so a 4S1P. And they're these, I can't remember what the um, brand of the cell is, but they'll legit do 35 amp and they're 18650s. Wow. The green the Molly ones. cell or something? No, or it's, it's not Samsung. I've got some Samsung ones as well. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's like, it's like the Sony Varta ones, but not. It's like a similar but different make. Um, but they're out of uh, brushless hoovers, so they'll they'll <laughs> legit do like thirty five amp. Um, so yeah, only dipped. It was four S. Only dipped to about sixteen volts, and I just kept on putting it in on charge after every round. Just didn't even take it out of the plane. <laughs> Being faster with with less battery, you could have gone even faster. Yeah. Yeah, I was considering putting a higher pitch prop on um, uh, about halfway through the day because I was just pinned at full throttle by that point going around and I just <laughs> needed some more speed. <laughs> but that plane will do about 80 mile an hour. Um, it's quite a draggy airframe, actually. Um, but it's the handling is fantastic. Like You can just put it exactly where you want it to go. And as soon as you come off the throttle, then it will slow down really quick as well. So that's what you need when you're going around these courses. You don't is that have a custom hard. build or is that a, a standard wing? No, I'll, I'll show you one sec. Get into the deets. Yeah. How do you win a wing race? <laughs> it's proper old school and pretty beaten up. It's a lot it's, of tape uh, there. I see yeah. tape. There's more tape than plain, really. But um, it's a Park Zone striker, but from back in the day. Wow. You can see. But yeah, just lots, lots of tape, lots of uh, foliage <laughs> got in it as well. The nose came off quite a few times on landing. I didn't like crash, crash, yeah. but every time I landed, this the camera's had to be reattached. I'm guessing a few times. No, the camera was fine. It stayed on. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think simple is effective. It seems with wing yeah. racing. There's no flight controller or anything in it. It's just the, the simpler and better handling you can get it seems to be the best. Just a simple FR Sky or something receiver? No, uh, Spectrum. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. Made, it made it all the way around. Yeah. No fail-safes. <laughs> well, no, no full fail-safes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a little wobble here and there. <laughs> There was actually one round where I was like banked at 90 degrees and it just like momentarily went straight and then started turning again. I was like, oh, I got to reorient my antenna for the next round. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it was all good. There was, I mean, it was, a, it was an oval, basically, an oval course. So it had the uh, inflatable gate at one end and sort of, flags around it to, to hold out the oval um, but it seemed like you know like you had it absolutely dialed in your your line around around there you know quite a few other pilots um, were sort of speed you know speeding round and then slowing right down and lining themselves up and taking a bit of a, a bit of a straight sprint stop, line sprint through the through the gate but you seem to have it pretty dialed in uh, yeah I, i've flown that plane for well since since i was a teenager actually so i'm <laughs> extremely familiar with it <laughs> it's gone through quite a few uh, incarnations 
Um, but yeah, you just need to types wrapping. <laughs> oh yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah, you just need to like fly a plane that gives you confidence. I think, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. It was definitely interesting watching some of the reactions from the others because it's kind of like they were coming along, especially at the the start because it was the big dive, and yeah. it was we're not going to make it. We got to pull out, and there's just carnage often, often the case into that very first lap. Mm. Uh, a lot of bounces off the ground. Either people were, were going too high, so you see you saw a lot of sort of go arounds where they missed it, they couldn't get down, and then if people thought I'm too late, I'm trying to force it, then they just hit the deck. Yeah, and they they had that really nice smash against the um, the inflatable one we saw, didn't we? That was quite cool. Some good noises where it just goes boing. Mm. Bounces up this inflatable gate. And yeah. some really interesting uh, people that got away with stuff, like they managed to hit the guide rope and you'd see the wing flip over like a couple of times and then recover and carry mm. on. It's like, well, that doesn't normally happen. That's amazing. That might be an advantage of having a flight controller, to be fair. <laughs> it, it <laughs> Probably wouldn't have got away could, with that. <laughs> you could definitely see that these were people's sort of daily builds. When I'm looking in the DVR and I was like, it's like it's waiting for satellites, your iNav configuration still... <laughs> still waiting I saw yours was literally just your voltage from the camera wasn't it so you could just see yeah. what you had it's like round we go you, you, you. that's just the <laughs> camera's OSD there's, yeah. there's nothing else on there <laughs> just servos my, my spotter when he was um, chucking it he said oh god that's light because <laughs> there's no um, fiberglassing or anything on it no laminate or, or anything like that um, yeah I mean that, that's good for straight line speed and if we had a bigger course but I think um, just bare foam was the way to go on the day for this particular course. Mm -hmm. I was actually going to use my um, Nano Goblin as a primary plane, and this was going to be a secondary, but I flew it um, after work the night before because I haven't flown either of them for ages, and this one was so just locked on rails. I was like, no, I'm using this one. Good <laughs> <laughs> choice. Cool. And there was, there was a Nano Goblin there, I think. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think that was flying on a single eighteen six fifty. He was out for a Sunday <laughs> cruise. <laughs> that was actually a three uh, S eighteen six fifty. But was um, it a three S? Because it, it it was. It wasn't. It was it quite heavy. Quick. It was, and he had to um, watch the amps as well. He was saying. Oh yeah, he said he couldn't go full throttle because the the battery couldn't handle it. Maybe that's yeah. why it was cruisy. <laughs> he's, but he's, he's, he's the one I, I was having to watch in my goggles, which I sadly didn't record. He was. Like locked on, he was coming into the the inflatable target, and he's like he's lined up straight on the top. And from like a hundred meters out, he was just it's like a magnet. It got caught, and he was like he's going for the top, he's going for the top, he's bang, <laughs> and he just hit it from such distance out. It's like there's just yeah. As soon as you get locked in, that's it. Yeah, I I had to um, help retrieve that one out of a tree at mm. the end of the day. That was that was a hard one. That was a really hard one to get out because we were standing, we, we were just going through thorn bushes in those woods, and I was kind of afraid that it had gone into the neighbor's property because we, we had a bit of a grumpy neighbor that way. Because um, I I saw on my video feed that it went onto the roof of their property, um, and then the <laughs> and then the feed just cut out, and I was like, oh no, here we go. But it turned out it had actually bounced off and into the tree on our side. So, <laughs> so that was good, but actually, then locating it and getting it down was incredibly difficult. 
because the, the beeper was going off and we were arming it, um, just like wading through all these thorn bushes. But we couldn't see it at all. And it was like right above us. We couldn't see it at all. And I had to end up climbing halfway up a tree in thorns. And finally I could see it and we got a two-meter pole and eventually poked it out. So, yeah, that was good. <laughs> this episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Good fun. There's there's a a bit in the chat about Numskull saw on the stream that uh, one went in the netting and uh, KOFPV in the chat said, yeah, that was me that made it through the net. (laughs) (laughs) Determination. He says the the flag behind race control confused him for a second on that lap. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was um i was flying in that heat and i just heard this massive impact and then after the heat just took my goggles off and saw there was now a massive hole in the net i was like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) right where i was standing (laughs) did pretty well there you you were doing too well you you saw only one way to to stop you from getting any further ahead (laughs) take you out yeah yeah, but, um, it people was... suggesting we should have a, a figure eight to challenge people a bit more because obviously yes. there's not enough risk of collisions just going through gates close to each other. <laughs> what you want to do is cross them over in the middle of the track. Uh, yes, I, I agree. I, think, I mean, yeah, I think maybe we need to get a few more people uh, reliably making it round the course and finishing the race. <laughs> um, but it, it would be quite good to see. You know, the next step to be a figure eight where there's a crossover and you know, all the carnage. We did discuss that actually. Work your way up to like, dive gates. If it was a single like thing for a figure eight, that would be too like risking it. But I think Frank suggested we could have like a two tier one. So if you go in that way, you go underneath, and you go in that way, you go on top. Mm. Then in well, theory, you that, should hit each other. Out of ten, how many times is that going to happen? Oh, like one or two, but that's that's part of the fun. <laughs> it is amazing. I didn't see any mid-airs on the day, and which is weird because you know we only have to fly together with like four or five people, and you you will literally ram another plane by accident. And the fact you're all in that sort of close proximity and no one hit each other, unless I missed it, is uh, is pretty amazing. I saw people got quite close. There was some really occasional, really nice competitive stuff, and it was a shame that the heats weren't mixed up between the people because um, you might have had a little bit more competition from like Stubbsy and one of the other races. I think that would have been good to fly as well just to see uh, everyone mix it up a bit in the heats. Sounds like there's some good ideas. Will there be uh, another it race, was, do you it, think? It was a first go, so, it, you mm-hmm. know. It was yeah, no, it was good what we had. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad to have seen thing, it. Like, so. Finally, after, after years of it being talked about. It talked about a long time. You know, we've had attempts at quite a few mini air shows. Basically, every mini air show we've we've sort of started putting it together, and it just hasn't quite happened. But to to have it there and timed, and it was it was good fun to watch. All seemed to work well with the lap RF system. Um, I I hear there was a bit of consternation at the beginning of the day, convincing everyone that actually twenty five milliwatts is fine. And it'll be okay. 
and you don't don't need a watt to get a third of the way across the field. <laughs> um, but it's just the antennas you're using because you're not normally banking a quad so much. Like when you're coming around ninety degrees and you've got the null null of your antenna facing you, that's the <laughs> that's the issue. Mm. So if you can overcome that, then yeah, twenty five is fine. <laughs> Certainly for that area. It's very good though. I like seeing all the wings flying and all yeah. the different shapes and sizes. It's cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Tony. The the X class and the wings go well together, and the mm. fact they can use the same sort of track, and they're both quite spectator friendly sports compared yeah. to regular yeah. quad racing. How, how many wing races did you get attending? What was the what's the count? It was uh, seven, wasn't it? Something like that. I thought it was three heats of three. I thought there were three heats of three, so I thought there was at least nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, must have been. Well, I think the last time I saw it on IFPV, it was, and people were all signing up at the last minute. There was only five people when I signed up, but yeah, it was good. And they they came from far and wide as well. It was very nice as well that it was very friendly. It's like, it's not a spec wing class. It's like, bring something that flies you can fly it around, which is yeah. cool. That's important. Because, you know, it? It's good just to get a bit of practice at flying around a lap if you haven't done it before. This is another thing, I think, as well. Um, the, the, there is a lot of talk about spec class, especially in wings, but I think that kind of takes away something from it because everyone's flying around exactly the same thing then. And I, I get the argument then, oh, yeah, it's all about pilot skill. But I think half of the, the fun of racing for racers and spectators alike is to see like people's creations really i think that's that's like half the reason why we're in this hobby so um yeah i I think we should keep it as open as we can personally it it sounds like the simple nature may have been uh friendly to pilots as well i just saw the comment from kofpv um saying that he did an organized race in wales with no timing and the course was 1.2 k long round a valley which would have been (laughs) a lot more challenging if you screwed up halfway around the course a yeah, lot long more challenging on 25 minute walks, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no turtle mode. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which tree did it even end up in? You just, yeah. I saw quite a few people at the race that they'd end up not crashing into a gate, but like just going into the ground. And obviously, mm. you can't then just bounce off the ground mm. and fly again, like with a quad. So I think there's some scope there for redesigning wings. Um, with some skid plates or something. Well, maybe to following Frank's design, more of a VTOL, you know, just yeah. get a wing, put four motors on it, and just, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's technically a quad, but it's on a wing. You can just, just totally way out of trouble. Yeah. Has anyone seen that quad that's just come out? I think Joshua Bodwell did a video on it. Oh, yeah. It cool? The clip yeah. on wings. Yeah. I, I think we'll see more stuff like that coming out. Um, hopefully. If you anyway. want to make those tight turns, it's going to help, isn't it? A bit of differential thrust. I think people coming from the, the quad world get put off by the, you know, what they've seen with the, the waggling that goes on when you're flying in wind. <laughs> we were lucky we didn't have much wind on the day, but there's, I think, yeah. ways and means you can overcome that. That's the Usually one. the, yeah, wing, the wingtips, unless Hate. Tony rips them off. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you've got a, a VTOL, you don't need to go screwing around. You know, don't need to give your plane to, to the guy who's uh, having a beer over there. You can just let him carry on drinking and, <laughs> and, and just take off from the ground by yourself with yeah. mine. 
Yeah, perfect. I was definitely a tosser that day. Has has anyone seen any wing, like racing wing type simulators yet? Is that a thing? There was. I think people talk about one sim in particular for wings, don't they? Wings. I think Painless covered it. Was it Mm. called Wings? Which was about a sort of wing simulation, free flight or something flight. Cerberus uh, would like to point out that there was no beer at the event <laughs> for, for in, entirely legal reasons. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad Cerberus is in the chat. Uh, I think he did a very good job of putting together basically two brand new styles of racing. Like, I mean, I don't think we've had a timed... I mean, we might have had a timed X-Class race, but not with basically you know more than a couple of people right tony i don't think in the uk the barrier to entry on x class is a bit high isn't it um so to put that the x class racing together and dial that format in and to have the the wing racing and to have dialed that format in and brought sort of a load of wing wing wangers as he was putting it uh sort of very to hard speak, to say with, that with the uh the the race but- kind of how a race event works. Say that really fast, Frank. Wing-wangers. <laughs> Wing-wangers. That should be the technical term, like the official term. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell the BDRA straight away. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever definition. <laughs> It'd be an official thing, like golf racer will require one. Wing racers one. have their wing own wanger. wing-wangers. It's a specialised field. You can't fight against it. It's like trying to fight against the media saying drone. It's it's just going to go that way. <laughs> just got to accept it and go with it and, yeah. and adopt the word, yeah, take control of it. Um, you, you mentioned the BDRA, and you've got the BDRA T-shirt on. Yes, I do. You, you were at the BDRA National Championships as well a couple of weeks ago, weren't you? I did, yes. Um, yeah, up at Buckminster. Um, great flying site they got up there. Um, not not jealous at all because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an enormous field that's got a really sort of well manicured uh, you know they've got a lot of volunteers there all taking nice care of the, the whole space uh, it's it's very big well mown and all the all that kind of thing and it's also in the middle of nowhere uh, it's, it's you can say field. that again <laughs> <laughs> yeah getting there is a bit of, a bit of a trick but once you found it. Um, but it is very far in the middle of nowhere. But it does occasionally have the Rolls Royce Spitfire doing a display just off site. Uh, yeah, also quite fun to watch. <laughs> it's um, the second time I'd been up there for the championships. The first time it was like typhoon weather, um, mm. and that that wasn't so fun. The the uh, marquee just got completely destroyed the first time uh, the, in the first night. Um, but yeah, it was lovely up there. Um, weekend before last, and you ended up, f- you know, getting your final position four points or four positions higher than you qualified, right? Yeah, I like how you spun that. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, well, especially for not having practiced? You were saying that you hadn't hadn't been doing any any training recently. Yeah, now that I'm flying such big drones these days that I think it's getting me out of practice for racing. 
I'm just I'm flying them all like a bus. Need to need to readjust a bit. <laughs> What's your day to day sort of regular flyer then? My my own one. Um, it's a QA, QAVX. What size is that? Oh, a, a two fifty. Yeah, the, okay. the Q, QAVX frame. Oh, you, you mean my one no. or? Yeah, well, you said you're flying such big drones that you. Oh yeah. Yeah, at, at work. At work. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, okay. Those are quite large. <laughs> yeah, Chris, sort of Chris Jetson size things. <laughs> yeah, Chris was showing some photos around, and we we're all like, "Oh!" And then just sort of look at the X class, like, "Well, that's just that's just that's a toy." Tiny. <laughs> what, ones that are in the public domain, I hasten to add. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these are giant camera rigs and equipment rigs. Oh no, they they uh, they're for payload delivery. Right. And um, yeah, like I mean, like we've delivered med kits with them, and um, yeah, uh, lunch. <laughs> what's what's, what's the biggest payload one? Just to give yeah. us a sense of scale. We're talking fifty kilos, hundred kilos. Uh, biggest one is one hundred and eighty kilos at the moment. And that's payload, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just just the payload. <laughs> but it comes back down. That's like four Tonys. Can you fly that? Could you fly me? That's cool. I'm volunteering now. We'll fly any of us, maybe even two of us. We could fly two of you. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I would personally pay to strap Tony to a drone. I know many others would. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all like to see that. Let's, if I was um, assured of the software quality, I'd strap myself to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, um, You've got like X8s and stuff like that with motor and prop redundancy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the X8 configuration is quite nice. It lacks a bit of efficiency, but it's. Um, when you get definitely... stupid big, do you get more exotic configurations as well? Uh, tend to stick with the X8 for practicality, really. Um, you can engineering. Yeah, yeah, and like you can fold it up for transport more easily. You only have to have four arms still. So mm. it's quite good. And besides your work, I mean, you've been doing a lot of uh, sort of volunteering with with Drone Zone at Popham, kind of making those events happen. Yeah, ever since the Queen's Cup, um, been pretty busy recently, so I haven't been able to get down there that much. So it was nice to get down for the the wing race for sure. Um, but yeah, we got a, a hardcore of members, and they they come along usually twice a month. Um, have a nice FPV day, and they're they're members of the line of sight club by definition at the same time, so they can come down and fly line of sight whenever they want to. Um, we also do training courses at Popham as well for recreational hmm. drones. So That's if cool. you know anyone who's interested, send them our way. Because you've you've so, put together like a little FPV racing training course, haven't you? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we've had we've had. Uh, I mean, it's slowed down quite a bit because of COVID, but it's picking up again now. So, get down there and train newbies as and when we so can. With the old netted drone zone going, do, is it just you set up a course in that field and and go around there when it's the FPV day? Yeah, well, it's not netted anymore. It is permanently in that same area that we were flying the wings in now because it's yeah. up the end of the the um, fixed wing flying field. Um, so we're kind of out of their way, and it's just more room to fly. 
Yeah, nope. nobody liked the net. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we had a comment from Cerberus again asking about the hanging X-class collision. Mm. Uh, oh. Something to investigate there? I've, I've, the, got, I've got another another recording. Then. I'll try and see if we can unmute everyone when I, when I press play on this. This looks very exciting. That was me first, and then that was um, Martin. Wow. Ooh. Boom. That was, that was loud. Oh, that's worth a replay. Oh, let's let's just nice. go go back over that. But catch then, that moment again. Oh, that was hanging in the gate. Oh, oh, oh wanted to free its brother. <laughs> yeah, Ralph was in the hanging in the um, <laughs> hanging in the air, and Clive hit him at full chat. Oh, so there wasn't that, an X class that, that didn't that get so disabled bad. at some point during the day and had to be fixed. Yeah. Well, all of them needed repairing at some point. Just, how much mm. is a prop on one of those things? It's, a single prop. Well, the, the props I fly are 50 quid for four. So that's £12 a prop for a single prop. I think they're a little bit cheaper if you Jeez. Uh, get different ones. But, yeah, the ones I fly are... Well, I mean, I, I've looked at... I was interested in the uh, the America macro, and so I looked at the cost of the the nine inch props, and, and I thought those were stupid. But yeah, it's it's another league. Yeah, I mean, now, when the props are more than a tenner each, I'd be very worried about just arming I think the thing. They're, I think they're about a tenner now. Do you, it's not the props you have to Steve. worry about; it's buying the ESCs and the motors. <laughs> That's the most yeah. expensive. Sounds like the arms are the only cheap part of it. Yeah. Steve, uh, uh, do you still need nine-inch props? Because I've got, I've, I have got a few. No, I thought about buying it, and then I just looked. It, it seemed like the the props were some kind of older nylon ones, and gave the impression that they kind of explode, and that they're yeah, rather they pricey. So I decided maybe I would just look at building a seven-inch instead, when the props are all nice, cheapo polycarbonate, and everything is just a bit easier to find. Right, I like. Can someone put Wookie's um, <laughs> Wookie's chat up? Wookie says, "I'm staying away from X class. I like being able to pay my heating bill." Spendy. <laughs> I can't like that. The noise when Clive hit was unbelievable. <laughs> like that yeah. was. That was quite. To be fair, Clive's Clive's um, quad survived quite, 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 quite an impact there. Yeah, it's nice through that gate there, didn't much it? Very well. touched, it looked like. Mm-hmm. It was, it was yeah. yeah, Ralph's that ended up in pieces, just obliterated. With like, was, I, I hear the flight controller was kind everywhere. of Pringle shaped. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's a problem Martin had with his. His flight controller went and he crashed. There's so much weight controller. in those, isn't there? The batteries mm-hmm. are going to be a couple of kilos, I thought. Yeah, batteries Maybe. are basically a house brick. It's a lot of mass to come to a halt. Well, the the all up weight of the entire thing is obviously under uh, three and a half kilos. Right? Oh, definitely, they all were. So it's sub two fifty out here, actually. <laughs> two fifty kilos, maybe. Uh, did I say brick? I meant breeze block. <laughs> that is weird, though, because um, you can have like five inch racing; they'll crash all day. You won't get flight controllers damaged, and we had two out of four. On that day, go. Uh, there, I feel stopping a couple of kilos there. dead. That's a lot. That's a lot of energy, isn't it? Yeah. 
Look, hell of a lot. controller was on the outside and has survived three years. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's occasionally it just I gives mean. up and says no, no more. No, the flight controller's yeah. fine. It's the other bits give up and pop no, out. That was the one terminal block. The one yeah. full. I, I was all set up to film. I was like, Tony's going to fly here. I filmed Tony because Tony's pretty good at getting around the course. I had the DVR going. I had it going in my camera. He took off. And then fell back down, and that was the end of the flight because it just let go. It did. Was that That's after we, me it. and Greg put it back together? I think that was that was the first was time before, you and it? Greg yeah. put it back together. He said it was um, the it was it the connector through the ESCs into the uh, flight control or something it wasn't supplying power or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the block. Well, I don't connected. have a PDB in that old beast because it's so old. Uh, like it was a prototype, that thing. It was like three years old, so it was just like literally they spung it together and fly and see if it works type thing. And that's what me and Martin did. It was just like no PDB in there at all. It's like big connecting blocks that, put in there. What current rating are the ESCs in, in X class? Um, mostly 120. Is anyone else making ESCs in that category? Because it seemed APD had it stitched up and there it's wasn't really any competition. It's just APD, I think. I mean, mine yeah. aren't APD. Mine are, I think mine are only AEM. I can't even remember the name of them. I wonder if they've last, they've lasted three years, up. but mm. they definitely um, need to uh, upgrade to go faster. Especially after seeing 14S. If you go up to 14S, can you lower the amps a bit and make everything a little bit cheaper on the ESC front, or is it still crazy? It's still quite dear. I think it one PDB and four ESCs are talking 500 quid. I'm interested to know where the 14S comes from, because it's not like you can buy 14S battery, no, and it's not it, like it you was, see 7S batteries. 12 is obvious, right, but 14, like... Yeah, no, I expect someone to go up to eighteen or sixteen. Twelve is but, what they normally do, but um, the are, are one people in Texas taking batteries apart and and basically making up loads yeah. of cells yeah, together? Basically, yeah. it's just like so turning sure the dial up to eleven, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep just turn it. What You've battery connectors do you have on your X or to, to go on X? Nineties, well. didn't he? 90s and I won't do it again uh, with, because mine with... melted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, 90, the but you've got spark su suppression on them. They're like special ones, aren't they? No, they weren't that special. It melted. <laughs> <laughs> the the custom melted shipped the ones now. <laughs> <laughs> melted carbon. It, People will fuse out XT60s on five inches as well. I was the I first mean. welder in the air. I was literally <laughs> welding and flying. Mid-air welding, yeah. <laughs> Beat that. I've seen mm. some people with their separate positive and negative plugs. They've just got big Yeah, it's called plugs, Chris G. Yeah, he, I was going to say, Chris he, G, uh, the man to ask him, about yeah. battery connectors. Mm -hmm. Animal. <laughs> Absolutely. Giant batteries. Have you, completely, oh. have you converted everything over to XT60 yet? Um, well, not exactly. <laughs> oh, here we go. Animal, absolute animal. What, what is that? Let's, it's uh, it's, it's some just, kind of connector. Let's just. So it's just kind of connector. He won oh, on this. Are those bloody banana plugs? I can't even. 
Yeah, four mil, four mil gold connectors. So you can totally just short the battery out if you want to. Just plug in a loudspeaker while you're at it. It's all good. So it keeps you alert, you know. <laughs> See Chris literally like hot wiring his own plane. Putting wires together. Yeah. You want to light, yeah. light your ciggy in then, between races? You can just lean over and spark them. And then Fine. the v- VTX. Where is it? Is that separate as oh, well? Back on the solo. That, that goes in the balance plug. There's just two fly. Oh, I can't see him. They're just two <laughs> flying wires. This is this is what see, this I is starting to look like, like one of Tony's I'm, planes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm beginning to wonder now if if he had to take the battery out more than a couple of times in the whole day, whether he'd have just destroyed the plane putting it back in. Exactly. I That's might have done. Left it in. I think he charged his whole wing. It was great. It was just like going for a pit stop. You just plug it back in and away you go. <laughs> hope it doesn't wow. explode. I hope, hope the VTX wire doesn't fall out mid-lap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did think it might. <laughs> Live on the edge. Oh, and the VTX has dip switches on it. Well, of course. I hear all the best <laughs> ones do right. these days. Yeah. And so does my goggle module. <laughs> <laughs> So you like to keep uh, the, the work and the pleasure well separated then. Uh, yeah. the, the work's all cutting edge, but yeah. pleasure very retro by comparison. Yeah. Well, well, this works. Like th- This works better than any of my quad setups. <laughs> so <laughs> why would I change it? Fair enough. I mean, I have converted most of my quads to XD60, to be fair. But that's only because the batteries have died over time and I've just replaced them with new ones. And I'm like, well, might as well just use XD60s now. Saves me from changing all the connectors every time I buy a battery. So what's my <laughs> next thing? XD150, is that a thing? I think you'd have to go up to Anthonal connectors after XT90, wouldn't you? I don't know if there's anything well, Tony else. Tony won't, because me and Tony can't spell that. So <laughs> Google, how do you spell? There is an XT150. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? There is an XT150. Yeah, I gotta look that up. <laughs> Chunky monkey. Am I, so did exactly I make that up, or is there boringly similar? Just a bit. Big. It's got a bit more of a recessed terminal by the looks of it, so obviously you don't get the sparking problems. And it can the, take the terminals are sunk into the plug. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's XC one fifty. I'm gonna be using. It's yeah. what you want, man. Treat it a challenge. Buy one of them and see if you confuse it. <laughs> probably will mm. we should um, probably start wrapping up I think no worries I'm sorry I've been so quiet I've just been waiting for Bane Gillis to kick in um, <laughs> I know like, just my insides um, anyway thank you for listening to Let's Drone Out thank you to everyone who tuned in thank you major major thank you to our Patreons who are scrolling across the bottom. We would not be able to do the show without you guys. And uh, thank you all, everyone who uh, showed up. And that's been Angie slash Frank. Bye. Stephen. Goodbye. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Goodbye. The mofo Chris Moho G. See you later. Keeping it straight. <laughs> and my darling lovely wife Tony bonjour will you be back next week or have you, are you busy eh we'll see
We'll see. I've been bright till I fly. Thank you, guys. Good night. Telemetry lost.